That's four hours, or what do we, what do we agree to? All right. Well, look, I'm not going to be cheeky. I do have a bit of a helper here to keep me on track. So, Andrew, look, Samsung. Yeah, right. As if <laughs> we ever run. He, he stirred me. He was, he was preaching at our church in Melton. When was it? A couple of weeks ago. The work on un- unforgiveness in my heart, big time. So Jesus, <laughs> oh Jesus, you know, let's let's pause. Let's let's talk to the one who loves us most. The only encounter we want is you. We don't want it, want an encounter with a a sermon or a message or even a song or a feeling or an emotion. God, we want you. You are the reason we're here today. You are the reason we gather. You are the reason there is breath in our lungs. I need to pause in this moment, Lord God, as we align our hearts to you because we know you're here. Your presence is thick, heavy upon us. And God, I want to to flow with what's already begun Thank you for the amazing worship team. These guys are so anointed by your, your, your spirit and, and the giftings that you've entrusted to them. God, they use it so faithfully. I bless them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And God, I love this church. I love these people. I love Andrew and Mel. I, I'm so honored to call them friends, to call them family. So Holy Spirit, do what you do best now. I surrender my will and my agenda to you. It's all yours, God. Thank you in advance for setting the people free. Jesus, amen. Guys, thank you so much for this opportunity again. I, I really enjoy coming here. Kaz does send her love. Um, she and the kids are in Melton this morning, so I'll catch up with them this afternoon as we get ready for Torquay. So... I was home alone, me and the dog last night. Weird. It was so weird. They were staying in Sunbury with Kaz's brother. And um, yeah, she, she would have loved to be here, but it's okay. You know she loves you. Great to see dear friends like Terry again. Families, fam- families everywhere. But Andrew and Mal, thank you guys. We love you so much. These, honestly, and I don't just say it because they're sitting right in front of me, but they are honestly some of the most favorite people in our lives and we love catching up we're catching up tomorrow are we still still on beautiful that's about seven hours of coffee (laughs) it is so good it is so much fun so we love them and thanks for the opportunity again and and i love them i love you guys this does feel like family i might not know all of your names um there's a hard connection here so thank you lord i want to uh speak to you this morning i'm going after one of the greatest enemies of you stepping into all that god has for you and that's your past your past can be a great enemy and i you know even by what i've been hearing in the songs in the in the words that mel and andrew have been speaking this morning i think we're on the right i think i'm on the right track so before i go any further vicky can we please play the video
song, isn't it? It's actually based on a true story. Vicky, can we please have the first slide? I want to show you this man, Hernando Cortez. That song is based on his experience. It was on April 21st, 1519, that the Spanish explorer Hernando Cortez sailed into the harbour of Veracruz in Mexico. He brought 600 men with him who had no idea what light ahead. Over the next two years, Cortes and his men were able to conquer that region when previously, on two other expeditions, others had failed to establish a colony on Mexican soil. How did Cortes succeed where others had failed? He knew what faced them were incredible odds. He knew full well that the path ahead was difficult and dangerous. And he also knew that as soon as his men faced danger, they would be attempted to abandon their quest swim back to the ships that brought them there and sail back home. Cortes did something that day that went into the pages of history. As soon as Cortes and his men had reached the shore and unloaded their supplies, he ordered their entire fleet of 11 ships to be burned. (laughs) Imagine being a part of the 600 men and watching that. His men, in total horror and shock, stood on the shore and watched that their only possibility of retreat had been taken away. From that point on, they knew that there was no return, no turning back. All that behind them was an empty ocean, and their only option now was to go forward to conquer or die. (laughs) This story captures the hearts of Christians captures the heart of non-Christians as well. I mean, I've I've, um, heard that this story has been shared in business seminars and and leadership retreats and so on. But it's for this simple truth. Let's look at the next slide, please. The simple truth is this. Every person who wins in any undertaking must be willing to burn his ships and cut all sources of retreat. Let me just share with you the, the chorus again from the song we just watched. Step into a new day, we can rise from the dust and walk away. We can dance upon our heartache. So light a match, leave the past, burn the ships, and don't look back. Today, I declare in faith that many of you will be free. You're going to be free today from an enemy that's been trying to hold you back for years and years and years of your life. It's amazing what you shared, spot on far out that's got holy spirit set up if i've ever seen one but the fact is freedom is a choice god's been speaking to me a lot lately i'd say over the past two three months and it's sort of correlated to a word that we have now over our church family in melton and torquay and the word is renew renew i love that word it has it's pregnant with so much meaning and promise 
But the fact is, guys, that freedom is a choice. God can offer freedom to you, but you have to be the one that steps into it and takes it. You have to be the one that burns your ships and say that there's no possibility of retreat anymore. I'm not going back there anymore. You have to start talking to yourself, preach to yourself, encourage your heart and say, that's it, those ships don't have anything for me anymore. That was so 2019. Yeah? That was so yesterday. I'm not, that's not me anymore. So when God spoke the word to us, renew... He's saying, I'm not bringing you into a new season. I'm turning the page into a new chapter. The pages of yesteryear are done. It, that book is closed. A new chapter has begun. It's not a season, it's a chapter. Yeah. Look at Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. I do believe we've got it here. I can feel it. Yes, it's there. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, God is saying, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? The breaking of the old. Huh. I'd like to say it's easy. But my goodness, it's not. See, the breaking of the old, because it's familiar and it's comfortable, you retreat there by default very often, don't you? When things go tough, what's the first thing you go back to time and time again? For me, it was the refrigerator. At my heaviest, I was 170 kilos. Why? Because the fridge was my ship. The fridge was my ship, and I had to burn the ships by taking a radical step of gastric sleeve surgery. I'm not ashamed to say that. So 60 kilos lighter now, I'm still on my way. I haven't reached my goal weight yet. But my goodness, I had to take such a radical step because the doctor says, Mark, if we don't do something now, you will die 17 years younger the way you're going. Well, thanks for the encouraging word, Doc. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so good because, no, seriously, you've got family and we need to do something drastic. My ship was that issue. You've got another issue. What are your ships? What are the default button you keep on retreating to when things get tough? And I need to say to you today, you need to burn that thing. Because that is not your God. That is an idol. Oh, here's a word. (laughs) That is not your God. That is an idol and it needs to be burned. It needs to be burned. This can look like you, you getting free from old mindsets and systems of belief. It's you saying, that's it. Today, I will not react as I've always reacted. There is a better way. It could look like you setting a a few clear boundaries in some relationships that might be a bit toxic for you. Today, you need to burn the ship and cut the ties. I don't know. It can look like you stepping into a new career, a new opportunity, moving forward in a dream that has been brewing in your heart for years. Today, you are saying, I'm not retreating anymore to the comfort and the predictability of doing nothing. Today, I'm burning that ship. I'm not going back there because it doesn't exist anymore as far as I'm concerned. Whatever it is, it requires a radical step of faith. And I believe you guys are ready. I believe you guys are able because of the one who's with you. You see, our Cortez, Hernando Cortez, is Holy Spirit. He's the one leading us forward. He's the one saying, here's the match. Light it up. Is the match. Let's burn this thing. And, and our, our leader is saying, we're going that way. What's that way? You don't need to know. All you need to know is that I'm with you. Yeah. All you need to know is that I know what's happening. I know what's coming. Yeah. Just trust. Look at this next slide, Vicky, please. The enemy of the new is always the old. Yeah. The enemy of the new is always the old. The old is... Is, is quite a, a powerful voice calling you back to safety, calling you back to what is known, calling you back to the familiar. Jesus actually has a lot to say about this, and he's very strong in his language. Look, look at this verse in Luke 9, verse 62. He says, Anyone who puts a hand to the plough and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, I don't know about you guys, but um, plough? 
hand to the plow. Jesus, what do you mean? Thank God for the Passion Translation. <laughs> Look at this version. Next one, please. Why do you keep looking back to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Ouch. That's the heart behind what Jesus was saying. We don't use, unless you're a farmer, but we don't use plows these days. We understand this. You see, Jesus also understands the enemy of you moving forward with me is the old calling you back. It's a very strong force. And we need to see it for what it is. And we need to take authority over this thing. Jesus was addressing his people. The, the, the people, you know, and Jesus was pretty impressive, wasn't he? His miracles and his signs and his wonders. And people say, oh, I have to follow him. Jesus, that's it. I'm going with you. He goes, um, okay, leave this, 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 this. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't leave these things because that's my ship. Well, unless you put your hand to what I'm giving you, And if you keep on looking back, you're completely useless, unfit for my kingdom use. It doesn't change the fact that I love you, but what can I do with that? What can I do with that? God is not opposed to you taking responsibility for the things in your life. God is not opposed to you um, dealing with with you know friendships and relationships and 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 finances and going on holidays jesus respects all that but as long as it doesn't compete with your heart's devotion for him above all else jesus still as far as i know he hasn't changed changed the word he still demands everything he still demands total surrender from his people why wouldn't he he gave it first Why wouldn't he demand it all? He gave it all. Ah. We have so many idols that are calling us back to embrace them. You probably know this morning what yours is, what your ship is. I don't need a shout out because that can get a bit embarrassing. But you, know, you might know exactly what I'm talking about today. I want you to just hold that thought in your mind and let's address it with Holy Spirit's help, yeah? Because today I want you free. Today, I brought a big set of spiritual bolt cutters with me. We're going to break these chains once and for all. Let's cut these things and let's burn them, yeah? Let's just get rid of them. It's, 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 not, it's not God's best. Um, I find it quite confronting when God describes himself in Scripture as jealous. When you read in the Old Testament, as God is revealing his nature to, to his people Israel, he says, I am a jealous God. Well, we see jealousy as a negative emotion, don't we? in today's age but what it actually is saying is god is saying i'm jealous for you i don't want any competition i don't want any divided hearts i want total and utter loyalty i am jealous for your love because i give it all to you and the beautiful thing about what god is saying is that his jealousy draws him close to you and and pursues you god pursues you god chases you down because his love compels him. So he's saying to you, I don't want any competition, not even your family. You know your wife? You know your husband? Those kids? I bless them by giving them to you. But not even they can take place above me. I'm even jealous for your heart in that way. Hmm. I say to my wife often, just to stir her up, I go, honey, I hope you realize that I'm more in love with a man than I am with you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> By the way, his name's Jesus, so just so you, you might have misunderstood me, but I do love a man more than I love you, my wife. She goes, good, so do I. So do I. God created you to be loved and be love. And if what you do flows from your intimate heart connection to the one who created you, the one who chose you, that's where life is. That's where your created potential is. You see, if we don't do that, we are interacting with God like religious slaves. And I've come across a lot of those in my time. I used to be one. A religious slave who saw my interaction with God more like a business transaction or an employment contract. 
It gets a bit difficult when you become a pastor and, and you get paid to do what you do. It can come across as, I'm going to my job. Tuesday morning, after my glorious Monday off with these guys, Tuesday morning I'll go to work. I'm not going to a job. I'm going to be with Papa as we talk about his people and do life together. In my study Bible notes, what we read in that scripture earlier, it, it said this, that Jesus meant that half-hearted discipleship eliminates one from God's maximum use. Half-hearted discipleship. I come across this time and time again. Christians who have believed the lie that they can serve God and have God in their life but on their terms and according to their agenda. I get shocked and I get disgusted by it when I see it in me. Let me tell you, I still deal with this. Every single one of us deal with this. God, I'll have you give me the blessings. Flood me with favor. Oh God, more, more, more. But, <laughs> but on my terms, when I'm ready. Hmm. I deal with this. You deal with this. Who's really calling the shots? Who really rules and reigns? Who is on the throne of your life? Is it the king? Or is it you? Once God gave me a, a vision of what that looked like in his relationship to me, and he, and he placed the chair next to me, and, and he said, there's a chair, that's a throne, and I sat on it. <laughs> he says, get off. It's not yours. Who is the Lord of your life? Who is the king? Because if it's me, I settle for far less. But if it's him, wow. Wow. It is undeniable what God asks of us. And the beautiful thing is not just this, this separate, distant king of royalty that we admire from a distance. The wonderful thing is, you guys, when you truly get this, when you really, really get what Jesus is asking of us, then he says, you're ready. Come and sit down. Because now I can trust you with my authority and my name. But until you get it, we need to sort a few things out. We need to sort out a few things that are in your heart that are opposing me. We need to sort out a few things in your heart that are divided against me. Because I can't, I can't do anything with that. He's a powerful God. But you're powerful. You know your no? Your simple no to God can cause this. You see, he's given us the wonderful gift of choice. And even God will respect your choice. Wow. God will respect if you still want those ships there as your default safety mechanism, your net. You're welcome to it. Go right ahead. But God says, I'm going and I'm moving. Are you coming? Into the unknown. Into the, into the area where you have no clue what's about to face you. Are you coming? Yeah, I want the details first. No. <laughs> stay close. Stay heart to heart. Let's go. Let's go. That's faith. Isn't that faith? You see, so many times we don't want surrender. We want serenity. I just want a peaceful life. I don't want trouble. I don't want drama. I don't want opposition. I don't want enemies. I don't want anything. I just want serenity. God, before I go and claim the land that you've given me, can you get rid of the giants first? That's what I would have said if I was Joshua. There's the promised land, son. Get it. I'm with you. You've got my power. I'm backing you up. Um, yeah, great, God. But those big mongrels... The ones we saw are still there. Can you get rid of them first? Because God, I want serenity. I want to walk into it all prepared for me in all glory and I walk in, do nothing and just claim it and name it and claim it. Oh. Like Cortez burned the ships, he cut off any desire to play it safe. Moving forward, into unknown territories, unknown experiences. You see, our leader, Jesus Christ, 
still does this. Look at this next statement. Surrender is beautiful once you know the true nature of the one you are surrendering to. The reason why a lot of Christians have problem with this, what I'm talking about right now, is because they don't really know him. They might know him as the God of a song or the God of a word I keep on hearing about on Sunday when I go to church. But to surrender? Are you serious, God? Because what does that mean? I have to let go of control? Exactly. Well, I, I don't know, I can't. Well, then you don't know me then, says Jesus. Because if you really knew Christ, you'd know he's, he has nothing but good for you. Nothing but love for you, nothing but grace for you and mercy for you, nothing but the best of the best of what heaven can bring, not what earth can bring, what heaven can bring. The best for his sons and daughters, that's who he is. That's the kind of father we, we're doing this with. He's not a stingy old man. Some of you might have had dads like this, a stingy old fella. Dad, can I please have 20 cents for lollies? Well, you've got to cut the grass for four hours, son, and then I might give it to you. I hear some of the most horrific stories of childhood memories growing up about how a father treated... No wonder they've got a problem with Father God. But that's not him. The generosity of our dad is huge. You see, you can only burn the ships when you are driven by the belief that the one calling you forward is leading you to a better way. Has anyone here figured, out, figured God out yet? Has anyone here figured life out yet? No? I have to believe that when God says His ways are not my ways and His thoughts are not my thoughts, I have to believe that. And he's proven it time and time again. So many times I think so small. My goodness. God broke through in my prayers one day and he says, Mark, um, it's sounding a lot like noise. It's sounding a lot like noise, son. It's becoming a bit religious. Not only that, but your prayers are so small that you could answer them yourself. Whew. Thank you. I found myself giving God suggestions. <laughs> God, if you answered the prayer this way, this person would be affected. Oh, these people would see the glory of who you are. I've got... Here's the map. Follow the map, God. No, 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 no. First of all, you're thinking way too small because you're only thinking in the realm of earth. And I don't operate on the realm or the limits of earth. I'm from heaven to earth. And now, son, I invite you to come up and see it from my perspective. And now look down from earth, heaven to earth how I see it. And let's pray again. Everything changes. Because when we are praying from earth to heaven, we see a mountain. But when we're praying from heaven to earth, we see a dot. And that's the joy of doing life with him. And yeah, what's going to face us is unknown. Yes, we have no idea what's coming. Sometimes God will let you in on or clue you in with a prophetic word about what's to come. Praise God, they're helpful. But many times the walk of faith is step by step by step by step. You guys are taking a step of faith by preparing your car park. I see that as a step of faith. It's saying yes without a detail. It's saying, giving God your yes before you know what's, what's coming. Yeah. Have you decided that his ways and his heart for you will always far exceed your heart for yourself? It is either his ways or your ways. And the more time you spend with him, the two become one. But life doesn't always happen as we had hoped. Back end of last year, I am permitted to share this with you because in our church in Melton in particular, um, God has told me not to mention this anymore. But he's let me resurrect it for you, okay? So at the back end of last year, um, things had gotten so challenging and heavy upon us that we had close friends pass away. We had key leaders, eldership team members leave. We had key families in our church leave. We had a lot of grumbling and, and beneath the surface rumbling. You know, 
oh, it's, it's an ugly feeling. And, and I'd go to church and I sensed something was not right, just didn't feel right. And things were compounding. One thing after, just bang, 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 bang. The enemy was having a red hot go to shut the whole thing down. And I'll tell you, he, he got pretty close. The Kaz and I had a conversation and said, honey, if something doesn't shift soon, I don't think I can do this for another year. Because this is, this is wiping me out. This is tearing my heart apart. And as we crossed over into a new decade, that's when God says, I've closed the chapter on that book. I'm starting fresh. I'm starting afresh and I'm writing a new beginning. Now, I've been pastoring that church for over 18 years now and, and it actually feels like I'm the brand new pastor. I love it. It's like... Oh, thank you, God, because I was crushed. God, thank you, because I was ready to walk away from this. It was just painful, painful stuff. Do you feel sorry for me yet? It was so painful. I couldn't even eat properly. I'd cry myself to sleep. Don't feel sorry for me. You see, when God said, it's a new decade, it's a new year, Let's burn the ships of 2019. And that includes the memory of 2019. You see, it's so easy for those things to define us and confine us. Very easy. Because we, we, we like... Look, if you're, if you're like me, I have a bit of a mental problem. <laughs> and it's called re rehearsing the negative. It's rehearsing the things that aren't healthy for me to remember. But for some stupid reason, I rehearse them. And I can think for hours about what's not right, what's wrong, and how, how everything just sucks. My wife, on the other hand? <laughs> not at all. I said, God, make me more like her. I have never met a, a, a woman in my life that has been so stable. Every now and then, probably once a year for about two days, she'll dip. Something, oh, ooh, hang on, who are you? She goes, I'm just having one of those moments. All right, I'll leave the house until you finish your moments. And then I'll come back and I want the, the Kaz that I am doing life with. She goes, okay. okay. But she is rock solid, no matter what, no matter how many hits she gets, no matter how many negative opinions or criticisms, bang, immovable. Oh, my hero. But me? I've had some horrific Mondays after a comment on Sunday. And then the emails. Oh! We, we had a season in church life. You ready? We had a season in church life where I started getting, I call it the grand exodus. We had about 40 or 50 people leave the church in a period of about three months. Gee, that was fun. And email after email after email about what I was doing wrong and why I was the wrong guy for the job. Warmed my heart. But what I did stupidly is I created a file in my email program called spew files <laughs> and i copied all of those files into the spew files and kept them there what an idiot what an absolute twit why would i keep a folder called spew files because every now and then i'd rehearse them you know how you guys pulled out prophetic words <laughs> yeah and then god said mark what are you doing delete that thing in other words burn that ship we're not going back there anymore. Is that what I... Son, is that what I think of you? Is that what I say over you? Are any of those prophetic in nature? No, God, they are pathetic in nature. Not prophetic, pathetic. He says, let's burn this thing. I literally, there was a... I handed to me a 26-page document, prophetic word, about what I was doing wrong and the things I had to change. I had such joy lighting a match to that thing and putting it on my outside fireplace. What a worship experience that was. But it was literally, break it off you. Do not let that thing attach to you. That is not who you are. That is not what I say of you. If I choose that your time there is done, I'll let you know, son. But for now, you're still the man that I've called to be in that house to lead my people. So just be faithful. Let's keep on moving forward into the great unknown, and it's a wonderful adventure. Stay close to me, son, and let's go. You see, you cannot hold to the past because the past will kill you. Yeah. 
the past will dry you out like nothing else. The past, past will keep you holding, will hold you back from the destiny set upon your life. Every time you need to cut those chains. We we do sozo in our church in Melton and Torquay, and my goodness, it's an amazing ministry by Bethel, and our team has been trained up and been doing it for about seven or eight years now. And the stories that we get to hear, oh my goodness, so breathtaking. But one of the key aspects of that ministry are cutting soul ties. Cutting the soul ties of people in your past that keep on somehow having a voice over who you are. It's not like you're deleting them and ignoring them. No, you're cutting the tie and the chain that they have on your life. It is essentially burning the ship of an opinion that opposes God. That can also be with experiences and situations that you faced as well. See, as Cortez stood on the shore with the ships behind him burning, the 11 ships on fire, imagine the conversation walking into the forest that day. I'm sure there would have been a moment of silence and then anger. What have you done? Cortez, what have you done to us? Those ships could have taken us back to all that we knew and loved. What have you done? What lies ahead, men, is what's for us now. That's who you were. That's who you are. Let's go. It takes a brave leader to do that. You know who else was a brave leader? Moses. If I was Moses... And I finally settled in my heart that I was to lead and deliver God's people out of 400 plus years of slavery in Egypt. I would have liked to be sit down by God and have a conversation that sounded like this. Um, God, please tell me um, what we're about to face as we go. I want to know the detail about what we're about to face. And then I would have imagined that yeah, God sitting me down, say, okay, um, Moses, this is what you're going to face. When you face the Red Sea, um, don't worry, it might look overpowering, but I just want you to raise your hand and divide it. And don't worry, you'll cross on dry land. And then when you get to a place where you're running out of food, don't worry, Moses, I will give you some supernatural wafer type of thing. I'm, gonna, I'm calling it manna. I'll provide for your needs. You know, when you need water, strike the rock, the water will be there. And Moses, I'll give you pigeons to eat or pigeons whatever they were pheasants quail dogs cats whatever whatever worked in the day and Moses it's all sorted now if Moses heard that do you think he would have been a bit more courageous he didn't hear any of that he just heard you're my man and let's go and it wasn't until he faced the giant of a great ocean did he realize okay wow what now you see we can't go back because our ships are burned Egypt we can't go back. They wanted to go back, didn't they? I love the fact that the word um, says that they reminisced, reminisced about the beauty of Egypt because they had garlic and onions back there. It's ridiculous what you miss when you don't have it anymore. <laughs> garlic and onions. Really? Is that what you miss? <laughs> you guys are nuts. But from personal experience, this is where faith comes alive. Come this is where dreams become tangible and livable. But if you want serenity, when God is calling you to surrender, you're going to have a problem. You're going to be in a battle that you really shouldn't be fighting. You see, your freedom from the ships that want to take you back to where you are starts with surrender. And we can't go beyond that point. Surrender is the match that lights the ships up. If God gave us every single little detail about what faced us ahead, I don't think we'd go. Is that true? Because if you knew everything that you'd face, you would be scared. You would want to run away because that is too much information at once. All right, Paul. I'm giving you grace and mercy. You persecuted my church. Now you're going to be one of my greatest voices. What's your answer? Yes, Lord. But what's next? Just follow. Plant churches together. Bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. 
You see, Paul knew every single little detail about what faced him. He had an inkling to some degree about what was ahead of him, but if he knew every detail, I'm not sure if he would have gone. Whatever it is, God will always give you enough information to start the journey ahead. The enemy of the new thing will always be the old thing. Look at this next slide. Sorry, the next one. Sorry, Vicky, the next one. <laughs> there we go. I'm just conscious of what, what time I've got here. So light a match, leave the past, burn the ships, and don't you look back. You see, the version of you that you are today is ready for the one to step forward into your destiny. Because if you weren't, why would you be here? You might think you're incapable of stepping forward into new things, leaving the old familiar things behind. You might think you're incapable of it, but I'm telling you right now, you have everything you need and you have the one you need to make the journey possible. Today, I believe, is a day of extreme freedom. Extreme in that a way you won't even recognize yourself moving forward out of this building. You will not even recognize yourself because the old version of you is gone. No turning back. No turning back. I believe that's an old hymn. It's faith, in, faith or fear. It's a choice. So while I've been speaking to you today, you've probably or hopefully been thinking about what this means for you. You see, I know the heart of these guys and I know even when, when they share the word and when they come to us as well, that they're not just to share information with you. And you walk away here and think, wow, that was, that was an interesting message. And you'll forget about it after your first hamburger or whatever you have for lunch. You see, the heart behind what we do here week in, week out, and I'm sure I can speak on their behalf too, is that we want to see radical transformation occur. That you walk out of here lighter and freer than you were when you walked in. That the ties and the chains that have been holding you back no longer have a place in your life because you've cut them and you've burned the ships. You see, the destiny upon your life, and I say every single one of you because I know the one who put it there, is so spectacular that if you actually heard the words he spoke over you, you would think he's talking about somebody else. You think God's sorry, wrong address. He makes no mistakes. Gideon, my mighty warrior. Warrior? I'm a coward. Judges 6. Peter, my rock. Rock? I denied you, Jesus, when I said I wouldn't. I promised you I'd be there when you needed me most, and I was a coward. I betrayed you. Rock? What? I'm disqualified now. I don't know who this relates to, but Holy Spirit is saying over somebody or maybe multiple people, who said you're disqualified? I qualify you. Who said your time is done? Moses started his ministry at the age of 80. Who said you have nothing to offer the kingdom and the king? I saved you. And I dwell in you now. And together, we can change the world. I am convinced, without a shadow of doubt, that the amount of people in this room alone can rock Ballarat to its core. It can be the ones that are the vessels of revival. I believe it. I'm convinced of it. Why? Because I know the one who dwells in you, and he has no limitations, and impossibilities will always bow the knee to the king. Always. And entrusted in every single one of you is the solution that the world's crying out for. It's Him. There are songs yet to be written that the world hasn't even heard yet, worship team. And when you tap into the melodies of heaven, my goodness, the world's going to say, wow, this is, we've never heard anything like this before. There are conversations that you are destined to have with work colleagues and people at school and neighborhood that are unlike anything they've ever heard in their entire lives. In Torquay, we are in the process of looking for a building. And we are 
going to create a place that's going to be a, a hub of life throughout the whole week with coffee and cafe and so on. That's the dream, that's the vision. And I said to the team, I go, guys, we don't want people simply to come for great coffee and Torquay has good coffee, Andrew. Oh, mate. So people are not going to come just for the good coffee. We need to make sure that we are intentional and conscious that when people come into the living room, they encounter God. They might not explain it as God. They might not even know what it is. But when they walk in, all of a sudden they say, oh, I love this place. I feel loved in this place. And God gave me a vision that on one of our walls, we're going to have a big sign that says this, we do hugs here. I love hugs. I love hugs. And I, and I realise that we live in a society that is keep your distance. But even that ship needs to be burned. Because the power of a hug can speak more than any word ever can. So we do hugs here. Come on. You're going to pay for your coffee, you get a hug. Let's watch people melt in the presence of our Father. So dear, dear church, let me end with this verse. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, but now in the New Living Translation, says it this way. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Can you see it, dear church? Can you see it? Can you taste it? He's here. He's here to give you a match to burn the ships of your past. He's here right now. I'm convinced that he has a plan. I'm convinced that he wants to do something. Can you feel hope arise? I'm going to close with this statement. Can we have it on the screen, please, Vicky? Burning the ships of your past does not ignore what got you here, but it does refuse it a voice that wants to call you back to where you once were. Acknowledge what got you here. Own it. There might be portions of that that you need to celebrate. Thank you, God, for getting me here. Thank you for the ships that brought me to the new land. But God, I'm not going to give them a voice anymore to take me back there. Hmm. Refuse it a voice. Don't give it any more influence in your life. Cut it off. Set a match to it so there's no way of resurrecting it ever again. Hmm. See, God is calling us a new creation. Not a fixer-upper of the previous one. A new creation. A new version. A brand spanking new version. Ah. So God, thank you for where we, where we come from. Absolutely. Thank you, God, for what got me here. But Lord, that's not me anymore. Who needs to be free? Who needs to be free? Because you can take this for yourself. Just take it. Say so that mine, 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 like the seagulls in um, Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. Take it. Take it. This is yours. Take the match that the Holy Spirit is giving you this morning and take it and burn it and throw it onto the ships and watch it explode. In the Spirit, I declare in faith that those that need to be free are free indeed. Pray with me, please. So, Father God, we surrender this moment to the one that knows where he's going. <laughs> God, we thank you that you've taken us to this point and we, and we celebrate the fact of what you've done in the past. God, we don't ignore it. We don't dishonor you by treating it like rubbish. But God, I'm sensing in your spirit that you're saying, hang on, don't remember the things of old, the former things. I'm doing a new thing. So, Lord, if you are doing a new thing, we want to be with you and step into the new thing with you. So God, in faith, Holy Spirit, we take the match that you've given us, that you've handed to every single one of us as we walked in, and we light it now and throw it onto the ships of our past. In Jesus' name, I cut off all soul ties. I cut off anything, God, any chain that is seeking to hold people back to the familiar and to the comfortable. In Jesus' name, I declare over everybody here, you are free, you are so free 
that the new you doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you, but it is you. Dear one, it is you. Dear one, Father says, my precious one, this is you. This is the you I've always seen. This is the you I created. And I make no mistakes, says Father God. My dear one, this is the you that's now moving forward with me. Because the old version of you will not be able to handle all that I have for you next. Dear one, the Father says, will you set the ship on fire? You need to light the match. I've given you the match, the Lord says. You need to light it and you need to throw it onto the ship. The choice is yours. The you that I'm showing you is the you that you need to be to move forward from this point on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.